You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. Our topic today is Christians and physical fitness. So the question would be, does the Bible have anything to say about how we as Christians think about physical fitness, our eating habits, our exercise habits, and that sort of thing? Is it something that should be on the mind of a Christian? Is it something that is irrelevant as it pertains to our faith? What does the Bible have to say, and how should we as Christians think about our physical fitness? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, a part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got the rest of our team, Joe Coffey, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey DiNardo. And our question today is, how should Christians think about physical fitness? So uh, a lot of people work out and care about their fitness. Uh, does the Bible have anything to say about this? Is there a role for physical fitness in the life of a follower of Jesus? Is it something that is sort of neutral? Or how should we as Christians think about, think about our own fitness? That's going to be our starting point today. So does physical fitness, it should probably encompass diet, exercise, exercise. all those things. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that uh, made uh, Christianity unique in the first century is that uh, the body was important. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, like uh, the Greeks would say your soul was important. Your Gnostics would separate the two, all that. And Christianity said, no, no, you are... Uh, that God made your body and you are, I mean, that is important and you're, I mean, everything physical is important. Jesus fun, yeah. comes in a physical body. Yeah. So I would say that, that it is important and how you care for your body is important. Now, like most things, I think you can go to extremes yep. either way. I mean, we are a culture sometimes that is very, very superficial mm-hmm. and we care only about, you know, what, somebody looks like on the outside and not what they're, what's going on in the inside. Or you can go all the way to the other end and say, yeah, my body's not important at all. all, I'm not going to care for it at all. So I think we have to have the balance in between. Yeah. It's interesting because in some ways this is a, a very modern construct like the Mm -hmm. Bible and physical fitness, because uh, outside of like Olympic athletes in Paul's day, you worked when the sun came up, yep. right? And you worked till the sun went down. Everybody was there. Fit. Was no uh, gym membership. There was no CrossFit. There, there was no cars. It was just though, life to take you places. Yeah, yeah. Was, and there was no five thousand calorie a day. Diet. Yeah, that's right. I think that. Yeah, yeah I think in <laughs> even when you travel, you know, and you go see Christians in uh, Latin America or Africa or Southeast Asia in, in poorer parts of the world, they aren't thinking about physical fitness. Some of this comes from uh, jobs that are uh, white collar jobs that you're not using your body, yep. right? Some of this comes from sedentary more free lifestyle. <laughs> Some of these things come from more free time, right? So you have all this time on your hands to a, a culture mm-hmm. that embraces overeating, right? So uh, I think somewhat we have to recognize that is this like Christianity and physical fitness, meaning wherever you're a Christian at any time in any place you need to make sure you're working out 30 minutes a day. I don't think no, so, no. right? Or is this more like, hey, in a culture that is particularly uh, full of self-indulgence mm-hmm. and and also more giving you more free time than you've ever had, what are the implications for that on how you yeah. think being a steward of your physical fitness yeah. Yeah, of and, your body? And that way then is, uh, you know, time dedicated, and, I'm, and I like working out, 
time dedicated to working out, can that be just more self-indulgence, no doubt. right? Like, it uh, can't, yeah. You, you work out so you yeah. can eat more and you eat more so you can, and then you work out. Yeah, or you work out because the way you get your affirmation is in the way your body looks. And so you're right. indulging right. yourself by whipping yourself into shape. It, yeah, it, I don't it think does. Any it all boils down, to, I mean, to motivation. If your motivation's vanity or greater indulgence, if it is, though, to be a healthy, to steward well what God has given you in your body so that you can serve other people and serve Jesus well and do the things that he's calling you to do, then Yeah, and just steward, steward your body well. And I don't think we have to necessarily um, make it overly spiritual and say, so you can serve yeah. Jesus. Yep. But God gave us this amazing body. I was, we were talking beforehand. If I gave one of my kids just uh, an incredibly intricate, expensive, priceless gift— and came back to their house a year later, and it was trashed. It would be like what that would be world? insulting. Yeah. yeah. So I think so. God gives us this uh, you know in, incredible uh, piece of equipment in our physical bodies. I think there is some idea of stewardship, and that, I think that help that would help me too. And if I look at everything that I have that that I'm a steward of, including yeah. my body and all my possessions and all my relationships, I'm stewarding them. That would help me just in the way I approach so, life. So I know everybody in this room works out regularly. So why? Well, before we answer that, let me go back to the stewardship thing. Cause I just think that's a tricky stewardship is a, a tricky thing because I think a lot of people work out because of fear. You know, you want to be healthy because you want to live longer or you don't want to. So I, stewardship is one of those things where, it's like, uh, I, I think the same is true in finances where someone say, well, I want to be a good steward, so they save. But what they're really saving for is because uh, they want to quell their own anxiety, like right? Yeah. It just looks more righteous than being a spender. So they convince themselves they're being a good steward yeah, when really back all the layers. you're just living in. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I'm just saying whatever definition you come up with about stewarding your body has to make as much sense in Africa or Asia or 200 years ago as it does today. It can't be uniquely American and this idea that that means I need to be able to do this physical thing or... Uh, yeah, but you you did, uh, I mean, you did differentiate between a lot of places and here because we are sedentary. So yeah. there has to be something. Yeah, but that's what I mean. So if there I'm gonna, there I mean, is an American yeah. answer to this. I just yeah. think it has to make sense. Right, got so, it. So if you say to the African, well, what if you had to work four hours less a day? And the African's like, oh, I would sit around and drink tea and, and eat bread. And you'd be like, well, yeah, well, what, what would that mean? And they'd be like, yeah. oh, well, that would mean well, I work, might get out of shape. And then you'd right, say, right. oh, okay, well, then you need to work out. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. I just mean, I definitely think in our culture, it's a question we have to wrestle with. Yeah. I just think we've created a whole subculture and industry around this that I think could hook into stewardship because they would co-opt that language and all of a sudden being a good steward means I can bench this or I can run a half marathon or I can, and I think, no, that's a subculture thing and it's not bad, but that's not what the Bible means when it talks about stewardship. Okay, you were asking. Yeah, so why? Why do you work out? And I'm scared to answer. I know. Zach, I was like, Zach Zach's just trying to me. jump on it. All right. Um, <laughs> Isn't that always the case? I do, I, do, <laughs> I do think for me, it helps me stay balanced. Um, it helps me think, uh, I think, more clearly. It, you know, one of the things, one of the interesting stories to me uh, is in the Bible is when Elijah gets depressed after. 
when Jezebel is after him, he's defeated uh, the oh, yeah. prophets of Baal. It seems like things are going well, but then he gets really depressed. And he goes and lays down, wants to die. And what happens is then he falls asleep. And I know this. Um, I, I look at this some from uh, you know my wife's a clinical counselor, and so you know when she talks to people, she'll always check and see if they're sleeping, if they're eating, if they're exercising, if they're doing basic functions, right? But then uh, he he fall, an angel comes, he falls into a deep sleep, he wakes up, the angel feeds him, falls asleep again, wakes up, the angel feeds him, falls asleep again, wakes up, the angel feeds him. Then he walks 40 miles. <laughs> right? And I always think that th- those are the three things. Like he got sleep, he got food, and he, and he, wa- and he walked. Walk. And he didn't have to. I mean, they, he didn't have to do it like that. I mean, God didn't have to make him walk 40 miles. But anyway, for me... Uh, with the different stresses that I've, that I feel like I have in my life and in my job, and uh, it helps me sleep better. It helps me stay balanced. It helps me think. It helps keep my body functioning at my age. If I if I don't exercise, uh, I'll start to deteriorate faster, which will impact everything about me, including probably my sense of well being. Uh, depression wise. Yeah, I mean I think for me I I have certain parameters in mind of like what he- what a healthy me looks like. And uh and I exercise to make sure I stay within those parameters. I think outside of those parameters would not be good. And then I also think something about exercise counterbalances or works against a, a laziness that you just have to always be again because of the modern culture we live in because I have a desk job because, you know, just working against a certain kind of laziness that if you're not careful will become true of you. Uh, yeah, I think I can resonate with what both of you already said, but it definitely helps. I feel like my mental state, my stress level, um, is I just feel so much better when I exercise. I also do think I, that, a little bit of the self-indulgent stuff can hook into me a little bit with it and that I want to push harder, be stronger, be faster, do more for uh, reasons that probably aren't always healthy. So <laughs> it's a balance, but I think it ultimately, again, I, I know that even at my age, I just know I'm like, man, if I don't keep um, exercising and staying well, I don't want to start deteriorating in any way. But yeah. Yeah, you have a mom who's a... I have a mom who is very pas- passionate about physical fitness. Yes, I do. Um, but I, one more thing I would add is I also find, uh, you mentioned walking and, but I also have found a pattern in my life of being able to use time when I'm walking, where I do actually pray a lot. That's yeah, not to over spiritualize yeah. it, but yeah. just, it is a time that I can connect with God better than if I'm sitting in a chair trying to stay focused and pray. So that way you can get more workout time in. And, I get, and my, and my is, circles are closing on my watch. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you work out? Uh, for me, I think it definitely reduces my anxiety level. Um, like I can, my wife can tell days when I haven't, when I've missed a workout or I haven't worked out. Um, I think it uh, helps me to think more clearly. Uh, one of the biggest things it accomplishes for me is uh, I'm very, I'm very effective when I'm in my routine. And that includes like, you know, right now, obviously, we have young kids, and so working out also forces forces maybe isn't the right word, but it. But I'm going to use it's it anyway. It forces me to put me in the position where I spend time with Jesus as well, because um, I get up early because I know I want to work out, but then also that uh, is the time that I spend with the Lord because once kids start waking up in our house, 
all hell breaks loose. So uh, it just doesn't doesn't work after that. So I, yeah, I think those reasons. Um, yeah, I think I could have a negative relationship with with food and uh, and with you know body image that sort of thing. So I have to be careful of that. That I'm not working out for vanity reasons or just so that I'm in decent shape. Um, but I think the positives of it are definitely a reduced sense of anxiety and a routine that is really helpful for, for yeah, me. And I think that, you know, this is one of those things where depending on who you are, you can be in danger of creating a false narrative. So if you don't have any interest in physical fitness, you'll, you will lean into the parts where we're challenging this subculture of, Mm -hmm. you know, over spiritualizing, you know, workouts and that kind of thing, a very American approach to it. Um, or if you are super into fitness, you can, you know, amen the parts about laziness or, and I just think this is where community is really helpful. Like inviting other people into how you think about these things and what you're, and letting them go, yeah, that sounds healthy or, and, and maybe not curating the community to your CrossFit group because they think like you or your friends who don't exercise because they think like you, Judging right? You. But rather uh, leaning into your circle or you're and just saying, hey, you know, physical fitness, I want to make sure I'm getting this right. Does this sound like I'm overindulging? I'm underworking? You know, what is that? If you're married, invite your spouse into it. Just a good way of making sure you're thinking about it in a healthy way because I think we can tend to go to one extreme or the other. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.